1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Okay. So what's going on with your
1: Dallas
3: Stars? Tell yes. me that. Yes. So a couple of things that I wanted to focus on. <laughs> oh, we're gonna are we gonna talk about the hockey team? You know, you know, here's the thing. I'm gonna be real honest here. Is that no. you know we no, we produce a lot of shows and Honestly, the stuff you're giving is stuff that I think a lot of Stars fans haven't heard. And the behind the scenes stuff about a rookie coming into the room or people in the minors. I mean, I know it's not the current Dallas Stars, but we do a lot of hardcore Stars talk, but I think this is valuable to Stars fans. So I like coming, you know, hearing the stories. And because that basically we're taking them into the room, Craig. So that's why I like to ask you about these things. Um, But we'll get into some X's and O's. Like, for instance, Clearly there's some struggles. You just mentioned Rope A. Hints, five on five with that first line of Robertson, hints, Pavelski. I don't even know if we call it the first line anymore, but it's just not clicking right now. I talked about it on Spits and Suds the other night after the game. Um just not happening as far as the goals and uh you know the points just aren't there either.
2: Well, uh, but they've been together forever right i mean that this is this that's coaching that that's what happens when things aren't um clicking and you know what times there are times when they need to be apart from each other and what is it absence makes the heart grow fonder and you know so you you, there's times when you got to change things up i mean it gets stale I and mean, we do it with our guy. I mean, Addie and I sit in the locker room every day with our group and go, "Oh man, what are we gonna do with our line today?" You know. So, um, but anyway, there's just I would I would probably venture to say that you know you're gonna see Robo and Hints and Paths will be back together with ten games to go in the regular season. I mean, it's been their bread and butter for how many years since has been here, since since Hints and Robo have become what they are but there's times when you got to split them up and and you know what's nice to it's nice to I think coaches need to experiment with things like that during the course of the year Um, because you get into a playoff round and all of a sudden you're down, you know, by a couple of games in the playoffs and this line isn't working. You go back in your book and you go, you know what, from game, we had, uh, 24 games to go. And from 24 games down to 20, we put these three guys together and they were really good together. Let's switch it up right now at the end of the first period or the middle of the second, because this worked before we need a little bit of a spark so that that's why that's that's why it happens I mean nobody's panicking there's no panic here they shouldn't panic I mean they're they're in the top what five or six teams in the NHL yeah and the good news for them right now they have the I believe they have there's only four teams that have a better strength of schedule to the end of the season than Dallas Stars so um now is the time you can do that you you know you're, you're, you ideally you'd love to finish in, you know, the spot where you're going to get the, you know, the wild card team that you want to get, but that may not happen. Um, you know, they, the way that Vancouver is rolling along, who knows what's going to happen, but they've just got to take care of what they can take care of. Um, and I think, I think as it is today, they may play LA. You know, if, if it finishes the way it is right now, again, I don't know what is there 25 games to go or something like that. 24. Something, something in yeah, that neighborhood. Yeah, it would be LA. So but I can hear the keyboard clicking right now. No, so I'm, I'm not. No, no what keyboard. It is. No keyboard. But, <clears throat> but, and then the the other thing I, I believe I looked at the other day. I mean, when I talk about strength of schedule, you know they've got they've got uh, at least fourteen teams or so on the rest of their schedule that are not playoff teams. You know, w- which sets up really good for them. I mean, again, that's why when you talk about adjusting lines you know, this, this is not a bad time to have to do it. And whether you have to, or, or you're just experimenting. But then again, I look Joe Pavelski's in the last five games. He's your, he's your leading time guy on the ice. Yeah. uh, As far as forwards go, he's at 17 minutes, even though he kind of got, you know, flipped around to a couple different lines, but um, you know, the oldest guy on the team, as far as forwards go over the last five, six games is playing the most minutes. And then your number one defenseman is not Merrill Hayeskin. No, you know, it, it, it's, it's Thomas. Yeah. So yeah. Harley deserves it. I mean, he's been great.
3: All right. So I wanted to ask you on Monday's game because last week we talked about defensive assignments zone versus man on man, and I'm watching, and obviously I rewinded the first Bruins goal, but I'm watching real time as Bokvist is streaking down the right-hand side for the Bruins, and I'm like, oh, my God, if he gets the puck, that's a goal. And, you know, watching the replay, and it was just commented on uh, a couple of times that that was the second defensive shift of Poglio and Petrovic. And I thought to myself, both those guys had their man. Like, I don't think it's their fault. And so I ask you, how can they how can the stars prevent that and am i wrong that's the forwards responsibility which at the time was joe pavelski
2: right right and and that's what happens when you uh, we were just doing this with our group yesterday in practice and we spent 20 minutes on it coming back into your own zone and 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 you start to drill just for instance and guys these guys will do this at times i mean you start to drill from the offensive zone when a puck turns over, you come back in your own, own end of the rink, and you have spots that you need to be. And, and there's the area that you call the house, and that's from the from the goal crease out to the top of the circle and, and kind of draw a little box down the face-off dots and out to the top of the circle back to your net. <clears throat> and it's it's kind of like if you don't know where to be, be in that area because that's the most dangerous area. I'll, I'll take a, a marker, and I take the face-off dots. Um, through the middle of the rink, from one end of the rink all the way to the other end of the rink, from the offensive zone to the defensive zone and D-zone back to the offensive zone. And you just kind of take a swiggly line and you draw it all the way through the middle of the ice. Mm -hmm. That's the most dangerous area. Depending on what – I don't care what end you're on. You want to keep things to the perimeter. If you can keep them to the outside, your goalie's happy about it, angled shots, um, pick up sticks, and move people. So when they come back into their zone, a lot of times what will happen is the forwards will see – Okay, well, it's there's there's two opposing forwards and we have two defensemen back, so we're good, and and you know everything's fine. Well, if you're not looking around and having your head on a swivel, next thing you know, there's a guy blowing by you, and now the numbers are in their favor, and so you know, it again, you know, you're not we're not pinning this on Joe Pavelski. I mean, he's been one of the best players. He's the oldest guy in the team. He does things right ninety nine point nine percent of the time, and and so. But, but sometimes there's just lapses and you're looking the wrong way. And all of a sudden you're like, where did he come from? So it, and what happens is, as guys are coming back into their own zone. They, they have their eyes aimed in that direction and you can't, you have to have your head turning around. You have to look behind you and you always have to, I, I preach that you always have to expect something bad to happen. Something bad, something unexpected you have to be prepared for and sticks on the ice be in the good area you don't like i said be in those good areas of the ice and we can sort it out from there would that be the you know again that that was the thing when you play certain systems in your ring or in your own end you know you have to be able to think i mean you have to be able to skate and think at the same time not all players can do that Uh, obviously you know in the nhl the majority of them are they're there for a reason and that they can do that they can play and think and skate and fly and you know make passes but but what they're, what they're so good at is they know what they're going to do before they get the puck. They don't just watch Miro Haskin and have the puck on his stick. Okay, Miro's coming behind the net. I'm watching for him. Yeah, he's coming my way, and he's, I got to get over here. They're looking around, and they know what's up ice. They know what's to the right of them, to the left of them. So when I get the puck, I know where they are. I know where I'm going to be able to go, or at least have an idea where I'm going to be able to go. That's the hardest thing to teach young players is just stop getting attracted to that puck all the time, especially when you don't have it. You have to know what's going to happen or have an idea before you before it hits your tape and know where an area of the ice is. Where's my teammate? Where's my centerman? Is my defenseman in a spot that I can give it to him if I need him? Or am I just going to have to chip it out and live to fight another day? So
3: <clears throat> same philosophy then on when the stars are on the power play, because I think stars fans are frustrated by the number of breakouts from the shorthanded team against them all season long.
2: Yeah, I, but that's kind of a trend now. It, 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 it seems like there's some teams in the league that are, that are gaining it for me, what it is, it's <clears throat> when you're on the power play, it's a spot you can lose momentum. You know, when, when the, when the four guys, what it generally comes down to is four guys are out working five. That's really what it comes down to. And, you know, you're on the power play. You can't think, well, we got the extra guys, so it should be easy for us. Yeah. It's not the way they kill anymore. You know, they're so aggressive. Um, teams can skate and, you know, things like that. And so, um, but again, it's all pre-scouting too, you know, I mean, you and they go through this every day. They know, they know what the penalty killers are. They know who likes to get up on the rush. Um, See, again, I, I always talk about, and I'm, this is not an excuse. I always talk about these, these games when you get in that certain area of the season and, you know, you, you really don't know who your team is and who they're going to be, what they're like until, you know, some, you get somewhere around the 35, 40, 50 game mark. And now you can kind of see you are who you are. There's going to be tweaks. You're going to get better. And then there's that point where we're a playoff team. Are we going to finish first or second or third? You know, we know where we want to finish. We know the ideal spot, but you're looking towards the playoffs too, which you never say, don't look forward. Don't look at that. Don't look. It's hard not to. Yeah. Let's get down to 10, 12 games to go. Cause now we're really getting mentally ready to play whoever, but you know, we are probably going to play this team. So there's this pocket of games now and they've got 25 left or 24 whatever it is. <clears throat> so now they're they're kind of in that window where man let's just get to those 10 games. You know, we know we got to we got to keep the foot on the gas because Colorado's there, Winnipeg's there, blah blah blah. Um you want to keep your foot on the gas, but it's hard sometimes. And you know, now what what becomes hard for them for me is is not the good teams. Not the, because they're going to get ready for the good teams that that they've gotten in their schedule but it's the 14 teams that aren't playoff teams. And and that'll be the coach's concern too. You know, like we got to get our game in order. And so we've got Anaheim a couple of times, you know, you got San Jose two or three times, you got Arizona a couple of times, those that should be points, but it's not even so much all the time about gaining those two points. It's about how we're playing our game, how we're going to play heading into game one of the playoffs.
3: It's just one of those things that, I asked you about the other night about the two defensemen system, if you can have mobile defensemen, because a lot of defensemen now can play the forward position, especially on the power play. But, you know, I mean, that's that's one of those things. That's that's kind of like an old school philosophy. Um, I just hate these, like, odd man breakouts. It just, to me, it's like a killer. Like, the stars go on power play, and I'm like, I don't really get excited, Craig. I'm like, I'd rather see five on five because I think all throughout the year they've been best on 5 on 5.
2: Yeah, they're I mean, well, they've got three scoring lines when everybody's healthy and running. Yeah. And the fourth line contributes just as much. They just don't have the ability to score like, you know, the other couple lines because they don't have those guys on there, but um but again, playoffs, goaltending and special teams. I mean, that's yeah. <clears throat> you know, because that, that's what it comes down to. You know, and so you have to have your special teams in order. And you know, Dallas has has dined on a on a very very good power play for a few years now. And so, uh, but again, you you pick out things when you're the opponent. You're picking out things against them. And when playoff time comes around, don't think that these guys aren't already. Other other teams are starting to look at possibilities who you're going to play in the first round. You know, so if we're playing L.A la in the neutral zone they play they play this system la does it's almost like a one three one and you're going to see them not force hard a lot of times when you forecheck and they're going to have one but if you're breaking out of your zone there's going to be one forward sitting around the blue line there's going to be three forwards right around the red line at the center line and then they're going to have one defenseman already waiting inside the defensive zone they force you to dump the puck in that defenseman's got a big jump on it by the time it's in. He's already down below the tops of the circles. Usually it's Drew Doughty. He gets down there, he picks it up, makes a breakout pass, and they go. That's how they had the success early in the year. And it's kind of, you know, it kind of backfired on them at, at some point, changed coaches. Now they're kind of back to it. But everybody knows the systems. All these guys are sitting in there putting things together about all playoff possible teams and, and how they play when they play i mean there's so many details um you know that that they're going to have thrown at them not not that it, it's overwhelming for them but just the little details of the game and then my biggest thing is is always you have to make adjustments <laughs> you, you can't because they're going to make adjustments and like i said last year there there were the system that they were playing in their own zone you can get away with that against a couple teams. And then in comes Vegas, a team like Vegas, who goes, here's what they're doing. We're going to, this is how we're going to do this next thing. You know, a couple guys aren't where they should be and there's a goal. So, but listen, you got, you got to go through it to get to it, you know? And, and and I, I just believe with with the coaching staff and, and the players and the veterans that they have now, they've learned from the things that have held them back why they weren't at that. And, you know, they weren't having the parade in town. So they should all be better for it. And again, health comes into it. I mean, and you got to make sure that, you know, your best players are healthy. And, um, and then, you know, they, they've had enough opportunities, right. To be able to plug in a few guys here and there. Yeah. So that when, I mean, did you expect Steele to be as good as he is? Look what happens when you give Delandria a couple, you know, three, yep. four minutes more. Yeah. You know, not that he puts it in the back of the net every time, but, but he's dangerous going the other way. He you is. know, I mean, he's on the ice.
3: Yeah. Good on the kill too. I think he's really aggressive on the kill. I like what he does as far as, like, you know, he's got to stick out there. He breaks up a lot of plays, get in some lanes. So, you know, I, I like his game, and I'm glad they're playing him, and I'm I'm glad Stars fans are seeing that, you know, with regular time. And I hope that stays the case because I think he's earned his way onto, you know, the ice every single time they play. Now, it'll be interesting, you know, when and if Dodonov comes back Um, And they have a full roster. What's going to happen with Delandria? But uh, the other thing is, is the future. And I know you can't think of it, but at the same time, like this is a guy that was a first round draft pick for you. And you do have an interesting decision. Do you continue to pay him as a restricted free agent or do you use that cap money elsewhere?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
3: You know, those are the things that I like thinking of. And, you know, I'm also thinking of the trade deadline, Craig. And I have to be honest with you. You know, playing Ottawa, a guy like Jacob Chikrin does that, you know, and I don't think Ottawa wants to deal Jacob Chikrin, but does a, let's say, a big defenseman take you over the top as far as winning the Stanley Cup? I'm not sure of that answer. Um, And, and that's that's why I'm a little worried giving away high-valued prospects, which I think are NHL-ready. But I also look at you, and when a Newndike walks in the room, that was a piece that took you guys over the top, right?:,
2: uh, for sure. <clears throat> you know, I mean, none of I don't think any of us really we, I think we were shocked uh, to be honest with you, because there was no you know no rumors, nothing. It just happened. And it was like, what? Who? For who? And then, like I said, now you're talking about for Jerome Ginla, and would you make that same deal? today i don't know you know what i mean like but as players you you know you've heard of joe mcginley you know where he was drafted you know what round he went for the for the stars but you didn't you're like well geez how do we get newndike for this kid yeah you know how why why would calgary take this kid well look at what he turned into that's why yeah that's why they did it and as you said you know there there was contract issues going on with newey so um, but that that was, and, I, and you're not going to say that that was the piece because Ganey was making moves prior to that. You know, you 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 bring in obviously Holly, Newandite, Zuby. I mean, look, at Daryl Sador. Like, look at the pieces: Sean Chambers, guys that you wouldn't, you know, they're not your household name, but talk about playing big roles, whether they whether they were, you know, 26 minute. A night or fourteen a night, so you know that that's all part of it, and yep. and that's why, I mean, aren't aren't we sitting here today with with the general manager that was general manager of the year? Yeah, last absolutely.
3: Year? And you look at the moves he made last year for not mm-hmm. giving up much: Dennis Gurianoff for Dodonov, and then a I think it was a second round pick for Max Domi. Um. So and both contributed, and both were really good in the playoffs. I thought so. Um interesting to see what kind of pieces they bring in at the trade deadline and what they protect they do have a first round pick to give if they need this year and it seems as though for a premium defenseman you have to give that first round pick because you know for everyone that wants a chris Taniff, understand there are five other teams that want chris Taniff, maybe more so
2: yeah and that and that's what do you mortgage your future exactly you know and 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 again i I think. I, and again, I have no knowledge, but I'm probably sitting there. Tom Galardi may go. Do we believe that we can, we're going to be one of the top four teams that have the opportunity to win the Stanley cup this year? Yeah. I would say yes. Then I would say if it's TANF, what do we have available? You know, what do they want? But again, Calgary knows that too. Right. Absolutely. They're going to say, well, you know, we, we, we got three other teams here. We got three other teams. Here's what they're offering. They're offering a first, they're offering this that's for, for a 36 year old. Really? Well, that's what the price is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to take care of my team. I'm not here to win a Stanley cup for you guys. Yeah. You know, so that, that's where it comes down to. And, and I would say don't think that they don't have their boards in their offices, uh, a briefcase full of papers with notes and players and draft picks all over them going, okay, this, because again, we, you know, we talk about, well, and we got to include Matt DeShane in there, but you, you talk about Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. I mean, especially those two guys, you know, they're Joe Pavelski. You know, th- we're not going to have these guys at the top of their game. Not, and I'm not saying they're at the top top of their game, but for another three four years. So, is this our window right now? I would say that I thought their window was two three years ago, to be honest with you. But, but the way that they're playing, you know, you have to you have to say they're contenders. Yeah. And and so, the the conversations will probably go with you know their their staff, and then I would guess that when it's something to a certain level you call your your owner um i do not know how involved uh mr gilardi is as far as you know okay let's pull the trigger on it i want to do this or no i don't want to do that I, i think when it if it if it involves money then that's probably more of an important phone call generally but but that's why they pay those guys to do their job and as far as i know you know mr gilardi lets guys do their job and it's not that not that guy that's, you know, calling every week and saying, man, I want to get this guy. I want this guy. So, yep. um, and, and really, like I said, you I think you've got to trust what Jim has done because he's, you know, he's kept this team um, hovering near the top of the league for a few years. Um, they, they've been knocking on the door. I, I just think that, you know, again, we know Jake Ottinger's a, a good goalie, right? I mean, he, when he's on his game, he's yep. one of the top three, four, five, whatever, yep. wherever you want from the league. He's got. He's got to have his game in order heading into the game one of the playoffs. That, that's for me where it is. Yeah, we're out of time, unfortunately, sir. Thank God.
3: Oh come on! This was just this hour of just smooth conversation <laughs> and chemistry.
2: Yeah, it's been a slice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Quick, now, uh, now, I, I had, I had Jesus. You know, you have no idea how much I, my, my show I've missed. Now, you know, so, I mean, I'm sitting here. I had who wants to be a millionaire? recorded. My recording stops after thirty minutes. I'm sorry. and see, I, I pause it all the time when a question comes up that I don't know, and then I ask Google. So I ask Google, I get the answer, so I'm always right. I'm like, oh man, how did that guy not know that? well, i'm almost I'm almost uh, it's almost running out of time for
3: all right, well, that one get get to your TV program, sir, and uh, big shout out once again to Biggie and Elaine and Tom were the others and our server Harold and Musume. Harold
2: Harold's a rock star.
3: Harold's a rock star. Musame uh people spent money to spend an evening with Craig um and myself, more Craig. And um the Sandlot Charity is an amazing organization. Um thousands of dollars are donated uh basically to to allow kids um that don't have the same opportunity because They don't have the same physical or mental capabilities to play in sports just like everyone else. And when you watch the results of the Sandlot Charity, it truly is special. So thank you, Craig, for contributing your time to that. I appreciate it, and thank you for contributing your time to here. I know this is less important, but appreciate that, sir. Have a good week, and we will talk to you soon.
2: Till next time. Later.
3: (laughs) Till next time, go back to who (laughs) – who wants to be a millionaire for Craig Ludwig? I'm Gavin Spittle. Well, I'm you so- already
2: on deal or no deal
3: now. Ah, well, I'm sad. So- Jesus. Let the guy wrap up. Match for-
2: game. Deal or no deal, then match game. Are you trying to wrap up? Yeah, wrap up.
3: yeah, yeah. Trying to do the official radio wrap up like that, you know. All right, let's just end well, the program.
2: Just so you know, after match game is America says. Oh, my God. I'll be on my way to the ring. Are you going to wrap this show up? I'm wrapping it up.
3: I'm wrapping It it up. Thanks for listening to Spits and Suds 105 through the fan. Have a great day, everyone.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.